0: Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning.
1: And I'm Trinity Greger. And
0: we are your business coaches at wired to change
1: With the number two.
0: We help you get your business off the ground, get it running smoothly, so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. You can go to wired changecom to get more information on our programs, our seminars, our small business group consulting and coaching. Or you can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wired to change With the number two. All right, Trinity. Our subject today is the ten things that make you a better networker, and I know thirty-five minutes is not enough for you because you have <laughs> you have mastered this. You have seen the do's and the don'ts of networking, and yes. there are a bunch. Uh, hit your hit your top couple things you think of before you go to a networking event. What kind of mindset you get into?
1: Well, really, mindset is the number one indicator of whether you're going to have success with networking. I think that in our, all of these top 10 lists, one of the very first items that we say is you just have to show up. Yep. Even if you are, you think you're a terrible networker, the very first thing you have to do is show up because that's how you're going to learn. It's going to push you outside of your comfort zone. And you also really need to connect with why you're going to networking events. Yep. A lot of times in in past coaching, I had a woman who I was working with was going to all these networking events. She was going to four or five a week and she was getting super burnt out because she wasn't getting any business from these networking events. And I was like, well, why are you going? She's like, well, you know, I'm really, you know, she was running one of those storage unit facilities. That's a pretty easy sale when you're around a bunch of real estate agents and lenders and people who are moving. And I mean, how many people do we know that have a storage unit? Like a lot. And she wasn't getting any traction, but she also wasn't following these 10 tips. The number one thing is to show up. If you show up, that's what you have to do first. And part of it is mentally getting over the stigma of going to networking events.
0: Something good will happen that night. Whether something you good will happen. you have any idea what
1: it will be, something good yes. will happen. Yeah. Remember when we went to that one event and I just absolutely did not want to go? We wound up picking up like three yes, clients. I do. I <laughs> and do. you were like, this is why we go this to these. Is. So even, and, even... Yeah. Us who are very good networkers, there are times that I just don't want to flip and go.
0: In tonight's an example, we're leaving here. There's a uh, networking event for Crime Stoppers, which our friend mm-hmm. Tom Adams with iWatch Security is on the board. We are going there. A, it's a networking event, but more importantly, we're going there to support Tom. Yep. Now we get into logistics. So the first question is, is it worth going? Okay, and the answer is the easy one. Yes. Yes. For me, it's logistics. When we finish taping our podcast, it'll be about 15 minutes before the networking event starts, which is no problem. It goes for a couple hours, but it's a haul mm-hmm. in rush hour traffic. Yep. It's been a busy day, and you're that's, that's the toughest one for me. I know, I usually get a sign, and you can say what you want to about this, but I usually get a sign that tells me, all right, don't forget... I got an email from Nikki. Says, hey, don't forget about this tonight. And that's what I look for. That like, was you your know sign. What? That means I need yep. to be there. And then Tom followed up with Nikki. Thanks for sending this out. Looking forward to seeing everybody. So that right. confirms. That's usually what I look for. Is just, yeah. okay, is there? Okay, and I going to get that. Somebody says they're going. Because it's always better to network with a wingman. Yep. yes. Yeah. And yeah. especially when you're going into friendly territory. I bet we'll know 10 or 12 people there that we know that are going. And there'll be more that aren't. That,
1: they're well. And, yep. some, and, and that's the thing to remember is something good will come of it. And if you follow our next 10 tips, a lot of good things will come from it. And the first of those is that you really need to relax and, and take the pressure off yourself. Mm-hmm. Set the expectation that as long as you show up, you're starting to get that cog, the wheel turning. Yes. And that is what networking is all about. Networking you can't go into it with the expectation that, oh, I'm going to pick up a client. Does it happen? Yeah. Absolutely. But it doesn't happen at every single event. It doesn't happen at every... But you start creating these contacts and building your database, your Rolodex per se. If I just probably aged myself mentioning <laughs> no, a Rol- Rolodex. Day, yeah. Yeah, so. But you start to build up an, a network and a community of people who recognize you, who recognize your Mm -hmm. business, that are then, you are creating your sales force of people that know you, that know what your product or service is, and those are the people that you're going to wind up getting referrals from in the future. Mm -hmm. And you just never know who you meet, that you might need something they have.
0: Two two times you have to stop and think. One is before you leave work or the house. Tell yourself, I'm not going there to sell anything.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm just going. I'm going to listen. Just yes. talk to people, listen to them, let them talk about the weather, sports, business, whatever it is, I'm just going to listen. And then again, when you pull up to the event before you get out of the car, I'm not here to sell anything. I'm just here to listen. I met with a a lady who does bookkeeping with focus on CFO-type level work, mm-hmm. and she uttered the line, I need to get out there more. Met with a, a financial guy who works with, he? In, he start, he's a divorce lawyer, but also focuses on the financial part of helping couples split up mm-hmm. and do it the right way and try to stay out of court. You don't want a judge going, boom, this is over. You kind of want to negotiate. And he said the same things like, yeah, I need to get out more. So most of us at some point has uttered that phrase. So Yes. yes. So get out more. So how do Even you, if you picked one a week.
1: So how do you relax and get yourself mentally prepared for a networking event? It,
0: it took me a while to figure out. I'm not going into sell because we've all been approached by that guy, and I'll say that guy, because I don't think women, I'm not, I don't recall a woman doing this, I don't think they do, but a guy who will walk up to you with his business card in his left hand and his right hand out to shake your hand. I, don't I, want,
1: I see women that do that all the time. Okay, all right, good. Yeah, but it's so not want. I don't want to be
0: that guy. No. If you go there, I have to make three sales, and you walk out with none, you're going to be disappointed, and you're going to think networking doesn't work. But if you literally just tell yourself, I'm just going in, and let's mm-hmm. see where the evening takes us, you're going to meet somebody that's going to lead to a another conversation. It's just yeah. going to happen. So I, it took me a while to realize, and I hate hard selling anyways. I'm just not that kind of guy. I can't be that type of salesperson, and then also once you start to know people, you send a little note, "Hey, you going to?" You could be,
1: you could be that person. You don't want to be.
0: Oh, run from that. Yeah, and I'm uncomfortable. It's like if you don't want it, I'm good, Mm -hmm. you know. So, but let's build a relationship. Maybe you know somebody. So, but it took me a while to get to that point. Yeah. So, but I just, I yeah, if you walk in selling, knowing you have to sell, and you don't sell, and you're just going to be disappointed. And it wasn't the point of going to the networking event is to leave disappointed. So.
1: so one of my tips for helping people relax if they're drinkers
0: <laughs> hit the bar. Yeah.
1: Is yeah, hit the bar, get a glass of wine. Don't be the person that gets hammered no. at the networking meeting. Please don't be that person. Nobody wants you to be the person that's sh- sloshed. Yep. It is not professional. It's not the way to present yourself when you're trying to grow your business.
0: Take a couple of good first sips. And mm-hmm. then just nurse it the rest yeah. of the night.
1: Sometimes I'll just get a vodka water Yep. at ones where there's vodka. We've had this discussion. Yeah. And by the way, anybody
0: listening, if you put on a complimentary vodka bar event, we'll bring we're you both, the crowd. We're <laughs> both there.
1: Yeah, we're both there. <laughs> we'll supply um, the, yeah. <clears throat> So number two, when we're starting with networking, there's a common misconception that networking needs to be done out at an event. Hmm. But it doesn't. You can start networking just with the people that you already know. So number Don't two you. is you can network with your current contacts and you should network them first. A lot of times when I'm working with a new client, I'll ask them, how many of your close friends and families do you know what they do for a living?
0: And they hesitate.
1: And they hesitate yeah. and they're like, well, maybe five or six. I'm like, well, then just think about it. Of your close friends and family, how many of them actually know what you do for a living yep. or how you earn your money or what your business does for people it is amazing if you think about it that people do not know what you do and those are all of your biggest rage, raving fans mm-hmm. that have no idea what you do so start with your i call it low-lying fruit start with your low-lying fruit first hit up those people that you know and make sure that they're educated about what it is that you do and you can even practice with them and say hey you know i'm getting back into the networking realm I want to perfect my 60-second speech or whatever it is. Can I run this by you? You're a person I admire, and I would really love to get your feedback. And people who know you and love you are going to be so helpful, and they're going to help you to perfect and also gives you a little practice of networking with people that are already there in your sphere.
0: When people go to church, when they go to a school event, they don't know it, but they're networking. Mm -hmm. Because networking doesn't mean selling. Networking means, hey, Trinity, I haven't seen you in a while, let's catch up, how you doing? Right. That's networking. And then when we're talking and I say, oh yeah, by the way, I'm looking, I'm getting ready to do this, and you would go, just normally you would go, oh, let me know if you need any help on that. And that's all you said, there's no selling, there's no intent, it's just two friends going, hey, let me know if you need help. But that's networking as well. Just catching up with somebody or getting to know them a little better. Or again, just listening for listening. what they need. So, number three, study before you have to network. So this event we're going to tonight is a Crime Stoppers event. We know kind of, some of the, a lot of the board members will be there. Mm-hmm. We know that some of their contributors will be there. So we know there will be some high-powered people there. Uh, we also know some of the friends that we have will be there. It's good to know well, if you're going to an event and you don't know it's for lawyers or for CPAs, you might want to look at what event is this, whose event, event is, is this. Is this? Mm-hmm. Just understand who you're going to talk to because they may be clients, they may not be. But at least you understand kind of wh- who you're walking in the room with. So, yeah.
1: One of the things that I've done prior to heading to an, a networking event is I always reach out to the host and the co host I ask them a question before I even get there. So say you were hosting an event. I'd give Mike a call and say, hey Mike, you don't know me from Dodge. My name's Trinity. I'm going to be at your event tonight. I really appreciate you putting this event on. Let me ask you a question. Who are the two people that you know that are going to be there that you think are the best people that I should network with? And then I write down those names and when I go to the event, I find those two people right out the gate. And I go up to them and I'd say, hey Mike, guess what? I was talking to George and I asked him who the top two people were that I had to meet tonight and he said you and it is always an instant and it gives me the first person to talk to and then I branch out from those top two people and then ask them who they think I should meet and I go from person to person that way with a warm introduction.
0: Now that George knows that I gave you his name and you two strike up a relationship for a couple minutes. Then George sees one of his friends. Mary, come over here. here. I want you to meet Trinity. Yes. Just like just that. Just like that. Two people you'd and never met. And two
1: people I would have never met. It makes it, and because I called that host and made that connection, now I get to tell the host, thank you. I got to meet your two top people. They're just as awesome as you said they were going to be. They introduced me to so and, so and so and so and so, and that is is. I mean, it, it doesn't get any more simple or easy. And all it took me was one quick phone call, or a quick email, or text.
0: There are different ways to be memorable, as you talked about. Don't get hammered. Yes, <laughs> that's don't memorable. don't be that person. But there are again, when you leave a networking event, what makes you remember people? There's something memorable, a conversation, a story. Oh, <laughs> we, we both went to the same school, but you know, ten years apart, we didn't know each other. But there's different ways to be memorable. So now when you left that event, George and Mary and all the other people like, oh, yeah, thanks for Mike. Thanks for introducing us to Trinity right. or having her come find us. And we wonderful. We're going to call her next week. We're getting ready to sell a house. Yeah. Yeah. But just be memorable be in memorable. a way that's not a negative. Obnoxious. Yeah.
1: Don't be obnoxious.
0: Because <laughs> there are plenty of those guys walking <clears throat> the planet. Yes.
1: Number four is be prepared with great questions. Yeah. Going back to Mike's point, networking You want to adhere by the 70-30 rule. A great networking event is when you are the person that is doing the most of the question asking, not the question answering. And what I mean by that is that your mouth should not be moving 70% of the time. But you should be asking powerful questions that gets that other person chit-chatting, telling you stories, get them laughing. Because that, again, is going to make them have a more memorable experience. I have had events where I've gone to and I've literally said maybe 10 words. I've picked up a client and these people are sitting here telling everyone how I'm such a great conversationalist and all I did was (laughs) ask a couple of really good questions.
0: How'd you start your business? Why'd you start your business? Where are you from? All kinds of just simple questions to get to know them. The connections are all personal. Rarely is it 100% business. Would somebody walk up to Trinity and say, I hear you sell houses, give me your card. Rarely no. does that no. happen. No. hey, Trinity, Mike or Drago said, I need to come meet you, that you're the best you know realtor here. They said, I only need to talk to you. Can we chat about the house? I'm getting ready to put on the market. That's usually how it happens.
1: It is, yep. And then I tell them, that's awesome. Now's not the time or place, because I know that there's a bunch of other people you wanna meet here, but I yep. will follow up with you tomorrow.
0: And you put their business card where,
1: Trinity? I put it in my right pocket.
0: <laughs> we talked about that on a previous podcast. We did. And I, we did. I was relaying this story to Michelle last night, uh, uh, the bookkeeper. We were talking we were talking about networking. I, we're networking. I said, you know how you do this, right? And she looked at me. She goes, networking? I said, here's how you do it. I said, you walk in with three business cards. Not 20, only hoping to pass out three. You literally have three. In your purse or your pocket, because those are the people you want to meet. You only want to hand them to somebody you want, want to meet to follow and follow up with, up. right? Yep. The other, and I said you got the swipe right, swipe left, right? Now I really got her attention. Uh Said the good cards go in the right pocket. The cards you don't really want to follow up with anybody okay. for whatever reason, and that's going to happen. We're not dogging anybody, but that's going to happen. You put them in your left pocket.
1: Let's be honest. I call them those. Those are the guys that creep me out. Mm. The people that put on the hard sell. The the people that just for whatever reason, I did not get a good vibe from them.
0: And they're not there to help. They're not there
1: to help. You will learn who the people are that you want to, that you connect with. Those are the people that go in my right pocket, and the people that, for whatever reason, I did not feel a connection, they go in my left pocket, and then those are the ones that I just dump right in the – actually, I don't even dump them in the trash. I put them in my database, Okay. and I put a note in there about why I thought they were so creepy or weird or not a good person or – You know, George told me that this person really, you know, they've switched businesses six times in the last seven years. Okay, well, now that's a huge red flag. So I put notes and keep track of everyone that I meet in my database. That way, when I run into that person again or they call me for coffee and I'm like, why does that name sound so familiar? I can pull that up and I'm like, oh, that's the person that I didn't want to meet yeah. with or that I need but to. But they're in your database. Right. Which but, is funny. And, and that's part of why you keep a database is yep. for the good people and the bad people. Because if you don't have a record of that, you're going to forget and you're going to go waste an hour having coffee with someone that you really didn't want to meet with.
0: In a lot of this, uh, well, we have a number of consistent themes for all the podcasts and our coaching. But one of those is a foot wide and a mile deep. If you go to a networking, if I go to a networking event tonight and I pick up 40 business cards and do business with nobody. That's a swing and a miss. But if I go tonight and I get three business cards and one turns out to be a client for us, home run.
1: Home run. You want one out
0: of three, you want zero out of forty. So a a foot wide and a mile deep. You want to meet the people that are likely that are contenders, not pretenders Mm -hmm. when you meet them. So number five, Uh, pay close attention to the small stuff. Oh yeah. We relay people through stories. So when you are talking with someone, remember something that they told you for a couple of reasons. A, it's, you know, nice. But B, oh, yeah, let me introduce you to Trinity. She is from the tiniest town in all of Michigan, (laughs) 300 people, a flashing yellow light. But those, that's how we connect with people. And that's how we refer people. Oh, here's why you have to go with them. So remember something. It's going to be hard. For the most part, for most everybody you want to get to know, just try to remember something from what they told you.
1: Uh, A little trick that I found, and I make it darn near impossible because most of my cards are magnets. For those of you that don't have magnetic cards, I appreciate you because (laughs) when I meet someone and I find that I want to follow up with them and keep them in my right pocket right before I put their card away or at some point during the night, I pull their card out and if their card does not have a photo on it or even if it does, I'm writing down a couple of key words from a story. So like if we're talking about wine, I'm writing down loves red wine Mm -hmm. or went to Ohio state, boo, (laughs) (laughs) whatever it is that we talked about. I'm writing down just a quick couple of things right on their business card. So that way, when I go back and write my follow-up note, I have record and I don't forget who those people are because I might wind up with six, seven, eight business cards in my pocket throughout the day. And it's hard to decipher and remember who, who is who.
0: And just think about that, that visual for a minute. If you got a business card from somebody and you both parted to go talk to other people and you walked over there as a high top table and you've got the business card flipped over and you're writing a note and somebody you kind of know walks up and goes, Trinity, what are you doing? And you say, I just met George and great conversation. Want to follow up with him, but I'm just writing out a couple notes to remember since there's so many people here. Mm-hmm. That person is going to think, Dang, that's pretty Dang, impressive. Dang,
1: she's pretty impressive. Exactly. Right. Great visual. Yeah. yeah. Great visual. And, and that's how I can, people ask, how do you remember all this stuff? Mm-hmm. I don't, but my notes do. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which <laughs> will always, have, always have a pen, usually, right? Yes, here,
1: and you know, I always am constantly with my trusty notebook, <laughs> yes. oh, and the yeah. I, I, first thing I ask people is, do you mind if I take some notes? Yeah. And I've never had anyone say no.
0: No, so, but it, it, it shows you care, first of all.
1: I do care, and yeah. I also know enough to not trust my, oh, my yeah. noggin. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot. So be prepared with good questions to ask. Pay attention to the small stuff. Those little stories, the things that connect you, those are gonna be things that, like Mike said, when you're introducing your connection to the next connection, you can tie them together. And you are so good at this. You are the master at the quality introduction. When you introduce two people, you do it so masterfully. Thank you. And I, I hope to someday be you.
0: Well, I enjoy it because I realized on the on another podcast I have with small business owners in BNI, which is Business Networking International. That's how I remember, and that's why I do it because I want to hear the stories. We can talk insurance, we can talk hey, real estate. You've been on. It's like eh, yeah, let's move yep. on to fun stuff. The bad high school job, the yes. bad first date, the first car, whatever it is. But those are the stories because then I can, rem- it helps me with the connection with you. But also when I introduce you to somebody, oh, ask Trinity about small towns she grew up in. Yep. Icebreaker right there for you too because you've never met. And that's also a way for me to help that out. But I enjoy the stories and I want to make sure that I, uh, I remember those. I think it was one of your... Uh, Got a couple of good stories from your wedding weekend. Yes, yeah, well, Some I'm which sure. we can't tell on the air, but others yeah. which are pretty others good. Others
1: we can share. Yeah,
0: but that helps me. It also, like I said, it's a good icebreaker, especially on an email intro. Yes. Um, if I'm introducing you and Drago, I'm going to tell you, hey, don't forget to ask him about this. Drago, don't forget to ask Trinity about that. And it's just an instant conversation starter for you two, and you can move on from there. But I love the stories.
1: And I love when you give me something to make fun of them about. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah. You always got to pick on people
1: the next number six is one of the most important and we've touched on this a little bit but is do not go into a networking with a preconceived notion or thinking that you know what you're going to get out of a contact Mm -hmm. we we have had this we had this happen when we were down at the city club i didn't we both really didn't want to go to breakfast (laughs) we forced ourselves to go anyways we got a lot of work done we ran into a mutual contact that we both knew and lo and behold the universe opens up. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's what happens. We have yeah. another client that came to one of our networking events. She followed up just like she was supposed to. Mm-hmm. I followed back up with her and now she's one of our clients. Mm-hmm. And you just never know who or in what way something's going to come about. And if you yeah. go into it trying to turn everyone into a client, then you're really not, you're missing the point of, of networking. Yeah, agreed. Some of my best clients have come two, three, four years after I've met them, but I've managed to connect them and provide value for them in a different way prior to them ever becoming clients. So with my real estate clients, it might be I introduced them to my great roofer and they had a great roofing experience or I was able to hook them up with, you know, some of my friends have been, at the age where they're having babies already. And I introduced them to my other friends that have older kids, and now their kids are nannying their kids, yeah. and they're they're becoming families. What so, age
0: might that be for babies? i huh. will have to get yeah. back on that one. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's yeah. think on those.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to have a little Bambino here soon. Not but, Mike and I. Yeah, my my right. husband. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Her real husband. I'm just a work husband, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it'll come it'll a, a lot of this stuff comes organically once you get to with know them a little bit up. right but once you get to know them a little bit you start talking about non-business stuff and they go start you know say you know I've been mean, thinking about building a deck but that conversation is only going to happen through getting to know each other cuz usually yeah. you don't lead with that but once you get the conversation You know, start talking about backyards or neighborhoods or fall and hanging out in the backyard throwing football. And then somebody goes, yeah, but think about building a deck. And you know a deck builder.
1: I know a deck builder. That's
0: how simple it becomes. But like you said, you got to get to know them. And it's with follow-up. Yep.
1: Number seven.
0: For business, LinkedIn is your friend. It is. A business Facebook page can be good, but LinkedIn is where the business goes on. Here's a couple of numbers. And a lot of times... You will get home from a networking event, and you will get three, hey, let's connect. And two of them, you're like, one of them, you really want to. One, you're like, eh. And the other one, you're like, I don't remember that person. Right. And that makes you normal. We've all done that.
1: (laughs) Something makes me normal?
0: uh, Yeah, it does. So I'm one of those. I like to see who, especially if it comes out of the blue, I like to see who they're connected to. I got a couple the other day on Facebook and on LinkedIn, and I clicked on their names and found out they were connected with people who are legit in my book. So i like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll connect with them. But here's a couple things on LinkedIn and why, from a business standpoint, you need to have a presence on there. There are 332 million people on LinkedIn. Ooh. Two new members join every second. Here's the one I love. 40% of LinkedIn users check LinkedIn on a daily basis. Wow! So if you're promoting and you have a presence, and remember, you can't meet everybody. You market to the masses, you sell one-to-one. So this is how you market to the masses. The average user spends 17 minutes per month on the site. That's the average. So these 40% of the people like us that are on there every day, we're checking stuff. We know who's out there. We know mm-hmm. who's doing what, and, and we know who we want to meet. Uh, I reached out to Dean, who owns Rocky Top Catering, Tennessee grad, finally sent him notes Said Dean fellow Tennessee guy, love your truck, just wanted to connect, say hi, hope all is well. <laughs> he just connected back. So perfect, you never know. but you're on there. So you get yeah. some fun ones like that. Uh, but there are if you are a small business owner, you got to be on LinkedIn, you do. even if you hate it have a presence, fill out your page correctly, fill out your bio correctly, get all that up there because it'll take kind of like a billboard. If you have a LinkedIn presence and it's a poor description of who you are and what you do, moving on. But that's why you need to be on LinkedIn. We're big fans of LinkedIn. No, those are the ones I got on that. But I, again, I, and, and just post two or three times a week, a picture of a job, a before and after, picture of somebody you met, somebody speaking. I found when I put a picture of somebody else doing something, if you if I tag a friend or somebody I did work with, people are more likely to look at that than a picture of me going, "Hey, look, I'm over here." A lot of people like to put on inspirational quotes, yeah, and that's fine.
1: I love inspirational yeah. quotes, and
0: that's fine. And I go more of the pictures and the content of somebody else doing something. Again, then they'll repost it usually, and their friends will see it as well. Once you, but you do have to at.
1: have a mixture of all of the. Above. You do,
0: yeah, yeah. So post two or three times a week, but make sure your bio is. Look at you, two or three times a week. Make sure your bio is. I like that. That's your new bio picture uh-huh, right there. It is. Trinity's over here taking pictures of herself while we're talking. So, but make sure you do that. Number eight, and we talked about this earlier, foot wide and a mile deep, quality over quantity.
1: <sighs> left period. pocket, right pocket, left pocket, period. right pocket. <laughs> Just- Only have a certain number of hours in a day. I had to learn this the hard way. Right before we got on the air, Mike was telling me that I'm too nice and I need to learn how to tell people no. And in my time, in my yes. personal life, that is true. Very in my so. business life, oh. I've worked really hard to learn how to Very politely say no to people that are not the type of person I want to associate with because I have a lot of contacts, a lot of contacts, and my time is very precious to me. So a couple of things that I found that really help is one, I like to meet with people in small groups. We do, you and I do this a lot. We'll be like, okay, let's meet two on one or two or three on one. And we, we will get together four or five of us at a time. Mm -hmm. And that way you can, you maximize your time, but really learning how to say no to people is very important in networking because you're going to have people as you get busier that are going to ask to meet with you and you're just not going to have the time to do it. And a lot of times I'll tell them, and this is one of my little tests too. my wedding was coming up and I had. Bunch of people asked me for one-on-ones. <laughs> I felt so popular. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I said, you know, I'm going to be gone for a week for my wedding. And this week leading up to my wedding, I'm mm-hmm. not taking I, for pretty much a month. I stopped taking one-on-one appointments unless it was someone I was currently doing business with. And I said, follow up with me the week after my wedding. And the thing that's really interesting is that the people that actually follow up with me are going to be the ones that I know wrote it down took it seriously and those are gonna be the people that I meet with now after my wedding.
0: And saying no to someone just may mean right now, not forever.
1: It it could totally and, and when I say no for now, it really shows me who the people are that take their business seriously because they plan and follow up. Because I'll put yeah. that ball in their court. If it's someone that I'm not really that excited to be meeting with or I just don't know that I'm going to have enough time, then I'll let them know, follow up with me in two or three weeks. And then when they do actually follow up, I'm like, all right, this person's legit. Like, they're worth my time now. Yeah. Because and they, they yeah. took the time to put it on their calendar, to follow up with me, to say they're going to do something and do it. So they're building up their reputation. They're building up their accountability. They're building up really there are steam in my eyes and not to sound conceited or anything, but my time is very limited.
0: Oh, yeah. so-, and so as a, for example, as a realtor, if mm-hmm. somebody came to you and said, our apartment lease is up in 90 days and we want to buy a house, they have your immediate attention. Yes. If somebody say, is a homeowner and says, uh, probably summer of 2020, we're thinking about upsizing houses. We just mm-hmm. had a baby. That has your attention, but you can send them something for three or four weeks, some paperwork, some things to think about, fill out questions, answer, and then get back with them. So that doesn't mean no, I'm never going to talk to you. It just means no right now.
1: Yeah. And for, for a client, even if it's a listing, I probably would get together with them right away. Because if they say 2020, they really mean 2019. Oh, okay. That's just, that's what happens in real estate. You know, I'll run into somebody and meet them at a coffee shop and they'll be like, oh, we need to get together. Well, that's not urgent on my priority list. You know, like the one banker that's been stalking me. Yes. And he called and invited me, you know, to another game, which I really appreciated because like there's nothing more that I love than going to hockey games and sitting in somebody's private... Oh, yeah? yeah. So I, I really like that. But he's been he's been after me for an appointment and a meeting with me for weeks. And I told him, you keep following up. And he has. And now how many bankers die now?
0: Oh Sheesh.
1: Yeah, right. sheesh probably 15, 20 different bankers. Mm-hmm. And he's starting to set himself apart from the rest of the pack just because he's been consistently following yeah. up with me.
0: It's OK to tell people No. But just have a plan and a reason and get back with them when you need to. Number eight, okay, we talked about quality over quantity, so we're good with that. Number nine, and this is one of your favorites, and it sounds so simple and so, why? But have a memorable business card. Yes. If you When you leave a networking event, if you have 30 business cards, 20 of them are probably going to be white. So the test here is throw them all on the kitchen table. And just see what jumps out at you.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's
0: usually not going to be the white cards.
1: No. Even though my card is white.
0: Our card is blue.
1: Well, I have two business cards. You do. Yes. But your card has
0: your picture. You got some cool stuff yes. on there. Which yeah. separates it.
1: So my real estate business card is a magnet. It is white, but I am wearing a very bright pink shirt. Mm-hmm. Every time I hand some of that card, I get a compliment. Mm-hmm. That's how I knew that, that that was a good choice. People are like, it's a magnet. Oh, my gosh, I love this card. And then yep. people take my cat card home and they stick it on their fridge and then they take a picture of it and they send it to me. <laughs> so I know that my marketing is working.
0: <laughs> but that's memorable. But that's even memorable. Right.
1: Yep. My hair is a lot darker in that photo than it is now. So everyone mentions that to me and it just gives them something to talk about. Right. And then I you know, get to tease them a little bit about how um, eventually I'm going to have a, a card that's a hologram that goes from brunette to blonde brunette <laughs> to blonde because <laughs> my hair changes colors Standing every season like yeah. Queen,
0: yeah, but our, biz- and our
1: business card yeah. the thing that people comment the most about on our business card is they say I love that yours has grandfather on it and mine has honey badger yeah. and it's just a little thing that we yeah. put on there that sets us apart from the stiff yeah. coaches that you know because there's how many business coaches out there Thousands.
0: Are you sure? Yeah, yeah.
1: we are. There's there's a million of us, but we had to do something to set ourselves apart. Yep.
0: And our on our business cards, we have both of our pictures. So when I hand one out, they know it's the two of us. And when Trinity hands one out, they know it's the two two of us. us. Yep. So we like to like. And they
1: always say you're the better looking one.
0: No, they don't. I'm not buying that at all. (laughs) I have the lighter hair, I think, (laughs) only because it's white. (laughs) Even if the the memorable part of your business card is the design. Or a one word on there, just something and, that's but be make- and
1: also I feel like I do a lot of be careful, cautionary, caution, 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 Will Robinson. I finally learned what that was from Warning, by the way. Will Robinson. Oh Warren! shoot. Yeah. Dang it. It's okay. Ugh. Yeah. You're I had good. a woman give me her business card and it was clear. And she kind of went the opposite direction where it was really hard to see it and it made me like annoyed. So I would say there's definitely such a thing as going too outside the box. You need to make sure that whatever you do is memorable, but memorable in a positive way, not memorable in a negative way.
0: Good to know. And number 10 is your favorite. You hammer away at people. Always keep in touch after an event. Yes. Do not assume they liked you, you were the hit of the party, and everyone's going to call you assume nobody's going to call you.
1: Nobody's going to call you because people are terrible at following up.
0: And then if two call you, great, but you've already called the 12 people back that you want to get in touch with. Do not wait for them to call you. Yeah. They'll like it if you call them back. They'll be more impressed if you call them. It's like, wow, she really wanted to follow up with me. And set up a whatever.
1: Set up a one-to-one or set up a two-to-one or, you know, I'm a big fan of technology. So you could do a Skype meeting. You could do a face chat, face chat. FaceTime, my gosh, right?
0: You're you're the young one.
1: I am the young one, and I feel like I'm ancient today, but I'm still on wedding, wedding drain. Um, But keeping in touch afterwards is not only is it a great thing to follow up, but I love having a next event that I can invite them Mm -hmm. to. So, for instance, when we go out tonight to the Crime Stoppers event, what we'll know, what I'll know is, oh, I have another event I'm going to tomorrow night, the boss digital event. Oh yeah. Anyone that I meet tonight that I think is a stellar bomb ass, you know, business owner, I'm going to turn around and invite them to the event tomorrow. Yep. And instantly they're going to think, wow, this girl's really got it together. She's, inviting me to a very elite, awesome event that I wouldn't have otherwise had access to.
0: And then if you as the invitee are worth the, the weight of your salt in, however they say that, you'll want to think, oh, I got to do something for Trinity. She invited me to this event where there's going to be a lot of people there. I need to find her some, introduce her to somebody.
1: Yep. And, and you
0: should feel that way. The more you give, the more you're going to get. Exactly. Uh, most people Giver most people gain. do that, yeah. They do. We can, uh, so those are our top 10 tips for networking. You'll find these, uh, we'll put these on the show notes on the website, which is www.wired2change.com.
1: With the number two. That's okay. We we have a lot of things going on. We do.
0: So go to our website and sign up for that. It, it's basically kind of the starter kit. If you're, you know, two years in business and, and younger, helps you with a business plan because most Small business owners open day one without a business plan. Also, talk about setting goals. You can find more information on the website for that. We are on social media, Wired to Change.
1: Basically, anywhere you want <laughs> yeah,
0: to be. We're
1: everywhere you yes. want to be.
0: Excellent. So, please yep. go there to sign up, and we'll see you on the next episode of Wired to Change.